2: Get after us on Twitter, brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net, and you can text us, 412-928-9370. The text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Massive win for Pitt Hoops last night. We'll get to that in the first hour. Doran has Super Bowl takes he's been sitting on for the last few days. We'll also get to those In the first hour. But let's start here. We had Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus on with us yesterday. And he thinks Justin Fields would be a really good fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He understands why the Bears want to move in a different direction. But also doesn't think that Justin Fields is done growing. Thinks he can be a good quarterback in the NFL. He says, 52nd pick in the draft, plus a twenty round pick. He thinks that could get it done and get Justin Fields in here. Would you rather do that... And have to maybe pick up that fifth-year option for $23 bucks, Or would you rather do this? Ryan Wilson of CMU, who works for CBSSports.com, he mocked to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who's that quarterback?
3: Michael Penix Jr.
2: Michael Penix Jr. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you back. Doris. Uh, would you rather have Michael Penix Jr. at 20? Or would you rather have to pay Justin Fields $23 bucks? And give up a fifty-second pick and a fifth-round pick. Well, Michael Pettix Jr. probably wouldn't
3: be your starter if you are bringing in Justin Fields. He would be your starter, and you would have to have the most faith in him. So, I, I from Justin Fields isn't a world beater, but he has all the intangibles. It depends on how close you think. And I saw—I forget who posted it yesterday, but I saw actually it was—I think it was FanDuel that posted this, and it was like potential Steelers offense, and it had Justin Fields, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, George Pickens. Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, and I was like, oof. ooh, I like that. That, that don't look too bad. Mm-hmm. That does not look too bad." So sitting here in this hypothetical, you draft Penix, and I heard you talking. I think it was yesterday. Sure. You're not, you're not enamored by Penix, you know, with his knee injuries and things of that nature, transferring a bunch of times. I think that he could be a really good player, but he would not be my starter. He would probably compete with Kenny. I think if you'd bring in Fields, he would be your guy, and I think if Fields is in an offense like this where there are times you could hide him and make sure that he doesn't go out there and, you know, if he can give you the production that Tannehill did a couple of years ago, I, I'm probably going to go.
4: If you've got a quarterback that can run like him and you're going to run with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren the way they want to run, that changes everything. Agreed. I mean, to me, all of the names we've thrown around for three or four days or whatever, they're, that's the best case scenario, is bringing in Fields. But if you bring in Fields, he's got to be your starter. Right? To be. You don't, you're not going right. to bring him in and say, okay, you're going to compete with Kenny Pickett. So, that leads me to believe it's probably not going to happen, because it feels like they're really committed to Kenny Pickett. My thing with Penix, he's been in college, what, six years? I think five, six years. He's had the, the major injuries. I just think that he's the kind of guy you avoid. Really. Because
2: He's not going to be your starter. He might not ever be your starter. And in this mock draft, this particular mock draft from Ryan Wilson, he's the fifth quarterback taken off the board. That Before 20. 20. Yeah. Wow. Which I, I don't know that that's the way it's going to go down. Right. He's obviously more into the nitty and gritty of the draft than I am at this particular point. Right. But if you go 19 picks, four quarterbacks are taken, and the fifth guy's sitting there, I, I'm not sure how enamored I want to be. With that player. And I think he could be good in the NFL. I just think there's too many red flags. Brad Spielberger kind of cemented the Justin Fields thing for me yesterday. First of all, the 52nd pick and a 5th round pick ain't much to give up for him. So
4: the 52nd pick is a 2nd round pick. It's the 2nd round pick the Steelers So the Steelers would give up their 2nd round pick and their 5th round pick. Yep,
2: Yep. or even next year's
4: 5th round pick,
3: I think, is the way that he put it. Real quick, would you have to pay him immediately or after this year? You
2: have to pay him in May for that 5th year option, or you could... Sign him to a bridge deal, or you could have him play out this season, and then if he's really good, you get all up into that franchise tag right, mess. That, that. That's that's where it comes murky to me because it's not just Fields v. Michael Penix Jr. It's the cost associated with each of their coming in so to be your quarterback. This is his fourth year. This is yes, it's going to be his fourth so year.
4: so basically, you could get him for two years by you know. The fifth-year option Yep, with before you have to pay him the big, big money.
2: That is correct. And really, $23 million-ish, which is what it would be, seems like a lot of money. If he's pretty good, that's it's, just what you pay
4: quarterbacks. That's what you have to pay anyway. Right. And right. the other thing is, next year, you've got Cam Hayward coming off the books. Right. Probably. Mm-hmm. Not Not this season, but next season.
0: When you'd you have to, to pay, when right. you'd
4: have to pay him the twenty-three million dollars, you got a big chunk of change coming off the books with Cam Hayward, who's probably going to retire after this year. To me, the money thing doesn't seem. Now that you break it like like that, the money thing with Justin Fields doesn't, because at the at the end of the day, you want to have to give him forty-five or Correct. fifty million dollars after the end of two years. You're right, because that means he's really good, and and that's what you're paying quarterbacks. I mean, you know, people people. Uh, People in this town don't quite understand that. But when I see a guy like Daniel what's the, Daniel Jones from the Giants, he makes
2: $40 million a year. That's what you pay your quarterback. They just cleared $12.8 $12. <laughs> $12. million in cap space the day after the Super Bowl. Omar Khan does this bleep in his sleep. Yes. It, you can find a way to pay a quarterback that kind of money, and it doesn't prohibit you from doing other things no. in roster manipulation. And really, if the Steelers wanted to enter next season, with a similar roster to last year's, and the only difference is being Trubisky and Mason Rudolph not being here and Presley Harvin and Chooks for, they can enter next season with all these guys. They don't have any impact-free agents hitting the market. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to have to pay Pat Friermuth, right? That's a decision. You're going to have to decide on the fifth-year option for uh, your running back, Najee Harris, but really, if they wanted to, the only change be Justin Fields and everything else is the same. They could do that easily for yeah. next year, easily. Yeah, right. Because you can you can turn some of uh you you can move around money for T J Watt. You can move around money for Minka Fitzpatrick. Highsmith, Highsmith, same what, kind of thing. What
4: is what is uh, Justin Fields? He's his rookie deal. So, he's on his rookie so deal. What right is now. that like? Ten million or What, what is he making this year? Do you know, I'd that?
2: have to look exactly what he's making this year. But that's not going to stop. That's you, what I mean. That's anything. like, it's, like it's, it's,
4: it's almost peanut, actually. You've actually convinced me. Makes that, sense that Justin Fields, because one of my things was like, okay, they're not going to get Justin Fields because a he's going to cost too much in picks and all the other stuff, and b he's going to cost too much. Breaking it down like this, I mean, whatever whatever he's making this year, it's it's the end of his rookie deal, so I can't imagine it's more than like ten million or something like that. And then
3: next year, if it's twenty three million for that means he plays he played very well,
2: right? Yeah. So what? And, right. And you, and that's what you want. And the other thing is, you know, I had people tweeting in yesterday, Art Rooney II basically said they're not going to make a trade for a quarterback. That's not what he said. He did not rule it out. He said it's unlikely, Mm -hmm. but he did not rule it out. The Steelers are now the betting favorite to land Justin Fields. Adam Schefter has connected the Steelers to Fields. I'm starting to believe more and more that something like this could happen when the word of the offseason from Art Rooney II has been urgency. Well, changing your coordinator, adding a couple of different pieces to that staff, that doesn't scream urgency to me. Trying to figure it out with Kenny Pickett in year three, that's more of an experiment than it is being urgent. If they love this guy so much and it's only going to cost a 50-second pick and then a fifth-round pick next year, do it. Do it, do it, do it. And if he doesn't work out, at least you're trying to be competitive in the AFC. But going out and and drafting Michael Penix Jr. Jr. at twentieth, and then he's competing with Kenny Pickett. Yeah. I don't think he would be competing. I'm with Dorn. I think he would be the backup. Well, I think Michael Penix. I think they would call it a quote unquote yeah. competition, but Kenny Pickett would have a significant Cause, advantage. Because here's the other thing:
4: if Kenny Pickett is your guy, why would you want him to not have all of the reps with a new offensive coordinator, a new offense, all offseason? OTA, minicamp, all that stuff. So, if you're not going to bring in a Justin Fields or somebody that's legitimately going to be, you know, a, a competitive, to your point yesterday, then you bring in somebody like Ryan Tannehill, who clearly knows he's the, he's going to be the backup. And he already knows the offense. So, you can, you know, you can really, really focus on trying to get Kenny to ready Oh, to yeah.
2: If Tannehill's your backup and Kenny is cemented as your starter, you have to waste zero reps On Ryan Tannehill. Zero. He just gets it, Mm -hmm. and he comes in, and he'll have the occasional reps with the starters, but he'll know what to do. He knows where to go with the football.
3: It's just really how enamored and how much they think Justin Fields can get them to where their goal is. And uh, like I said, he's not a world beater. He's shown flashes. Are you willing to take that chance with his intangibles?
2: (sighs) I, I would say right now, yes. The two things that Spielberger said yesterday that make me now all in on the Justin Fields thing, Doran, is he throws a great deep ball. It's the intermediate stuff where he struggles, but he throws a great deep ball. So coming off a play action that's going to be great in an Arthur Smith offense and his teammates to a man adore him. Yes. And I think because of what happened with Mason Rudolph at the end of this year, you probably wouldn't have Steelers players saying the same thing about Kenny Pickett. It doesn't mean they don't like the guy. doesn't mean they don't think they can win with him, but they saw what it looked like with somebody else. All right, so what would you do, Steelers fans? 412-928-9370. This is the subject of our Twitter poll. Brought to you by PJ Fitzpatrick, Home Improvement, Trust, pj.com Would you rather trade the 52nd pick and a 5th round pick for Justin Fields? Or would you rather the Steelers just draft a quarterback 20th overall? Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Up next... The 33rd team came out with their quarterback rankings, their quarterback power rankings, looking ahead to 2024. Wait until you see where Kenny Pickett landed on this list. We'll get to that before we talk about Pitt's massive win at 630.
0: When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more. Game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply.
5: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: I failed to mention this before, and I I think we need to talk about it as much as possible. At 835, on Valentine's Day, you call in, we'll give you love advice. Uh, Which means that if we're giving you love advice, that means Paul Zeiss is giving you love uh, advice. uh, So we're doing that today at 8.35. You can tweet us. You can throw some hypotheticals, if you want to call them that, on the text line at 412-928-9370. We'll take them in any form. Tweets, texts, calls, love advice with us and Paul Zeiss coming up at 8.35. Doug Whalian from 9 o'clock until 10. Did you guys happen to see the 33rd team with their offseason quarterback power rankings? Did you guys see this? No, I
4: did not. (laughs) What a 33rd team, is this? Uh...
2: It's a website. They oh, do this okay. all the time. Like They just do rankings. That's basically what they do, and it drives Twitter interest, right? Or X interest. The 32nd-ranked quarterback in their power rankings is Bailey Zappi. 31st, Kenneth Shane Pickett. Ahead of Kenny Pickett, they have Aiden O'Connell and Howell. For the Commanders at 29, and I don't think they want that guy to be their quarterback. I'm sure neither one of those teams, actually, the bottom four teams, except for the Steelers, are probably going to be out on those guys, right? Mm -hmm. 28th is Levis, 27th is Deshaun Watson, 26th, this is weird to me, is is Ritter, and then 25th is Young for Carolina.
4: Ritter is way too high on that list.
2: I mean, all those guys stink.
4: They all stink. Who's the best out of that whole group in your mind? Aiden O'Connell?
2: If we're going all the way to 28th, I'd say I, I, I'd take my shot on Will Levis. Yep. Because he's got the arm. We saw him. So
4: so so go 25th, 25th through the, the end. Who of that group do you think is the best? Levis is the guy you would want out of that group? Probably Watson.
2: <laughs> Watson. John Watson. Yeah. So 20th to 32nd, just so we can know what we're dealing with here. Baker Mayfield twenty, then Justin Fields. Then Carr, Jones for the Giants, Russell Wilson, then Young, Ritter, Watson, Levis, Hal, O'Connell, Pickett, and Zappi. Oh, Baker. That's a guy that intrigues me, Doran. Like, if he were to hit the free agent market, that price gets driven up and up and up. But I'd at least contact Baker Mayfield and just see what he's looking for. Because I think he would obviously be an upgrade over what the Steelers quarterback situation is right now. I, I And and you could take this with a grain of salt or you could take it as, as
3: whatever you want. But I think that if Baker Mayfield did get t- contacted by the Steelers and the Steelers were really interested, I think he'd be really interested in playing here just because of the fact that he would play the Cleveland Browns twice a year. And I think that that's how Baker Mayfield is wired. And that would just be that that chip on his shoulder that he's always had would be a huge Dorito chip on his shoulder <laughs> to go in there and play the Browns every single year. Like, if I were him and knowing how Baker Mayfield kind of operates, he would want to – if he was getting paid the way that he needs to get paid, a team that may be okay and he has some weapons – but I get to play the Browns twice a year, a team that drafted me first overall and gave up on me. Oh my
2: god, I'd be all over. So you're saying, if all things being equal for Baker Mayfield, that could be a huge oh, tiebreaker yeah. for oh, him. No, oh no, there's no doubt. I hadn't thought about it from no that doubt. standpoint. I totally agree. That is, ex- that's the cut of that guy's jib, man. Yep. That that's yeah. he's been well, fueled by that forever. Yep. A walk on in college, a transfer. I mean, that's he's always been chip on shoulder you're too, guy. You're
4: too small. You're this.
2: Yes. The funny thing is, if
4: if the, if the Browns would have just stuck it out with him. They probably would have been in a better place than what you know, giving away all the picks they did for Sean Watson, <laughs> oh, no doubt, and, and and needing you know Joe Flacco to come out off the couch in order to finish the season
2: for them. He got screwed in Cleveland because he was too tough. Like he, played yeah, he played through he his, his injury, injury, injury yeah. and so then the results weren't good. But how could they be? The guy's arm was busted up, his shoulder was busted up, you know. But more to the point, because I do think that's a really good point from you, Doran. Like all these other teams. You know, with the exception of Cleveland because they are married to it and Bryce Young because, well, you're married to that. All those other teams, New York Giants might be looking, I've seen in mock drafts, to to not have Daniel Jones be their guy. Denver does not want anything to do with Russell Wilson. Atlanta would be stupid. They're in on the Justin Fields thing to be interested in Ritter. Levis, they're going to take a shot at him. But how they don't want. O'Connell, I'm sure they're looking for an upgrade the New England Patriots are going to draft a guy. Everyone in that realm says, our guy's not good enough. But it seems to be that the Steelers are saying, our guy, even though he's viewed in that same area, oh, we're cool with him. We haven't seen enough from him. We think maybe right. we can get more out of
4: him. Here's the thing, if you think about it, Doran. The draft with Pickett. I mean, Purdy was considered basically a throw-in. You know, It wasn't even... Whenever we, you know, think about how much how many how often we talked about quarterbacks leading up to that draft. Is it Ritter? Is it the kid from Liberty? Well, mm-hmm. is he even still in the Willis, league? Yeah. Okay? All these guys. It's entirely possible that all of them except for Purdy, who again, we never did, yeah, uh, pur- did, did Purdy, Purdy ever, was a
3: couple minutes away of not again not getting drafted. But did we
4: I don't know. I don't remember us ever talking about Purdy. No. We talked about Willis. We talked about uh, Ritter. We talked about Pickett, right? And even how. All of these guys, it's entirely possible that entire class of quarterbacks is a bust, except for one guy who was the last guy picked. Yeah, well,
3: I think that that was the case. I think that people did acknowledge that. Like, the quarterback class isn't that great, and Kenny Pickett was the best of that bunch, and he kind of is, right? Yeah, I think he is. Was he you better know, than how? I don't know. I mean, but, like, the being the best of that bunch... <laughs> doesn't really mean that much right and i think that people didn't know that at the time there was a lot of reaches that i think people were reaching for like the willis in that draft because there was nowhere else to go in quarterback and it's like quarterback quarterback you got to get a quarterback even though that the bunch
2: isn't that good you you still had to reach yeah it's not like ben being drafted third out of rivers and eli manning and ben and then proven to be the best of those three
4: I, i was laughing uh thinking about we were watching the combine that, and that that Willis had a couple of those throws where he threw it down the field. And there's the one where Mike Tomlin is, you know, seen in the background, smiling and all this other stuff. It shows you the NFL is number one at marketing itself. And making something so stupid seems so important and big that guys like us all across the country Talked about it the entire – the next day.
2: Yep. And
4: it right turns behind out the Mike kid, Tomlin – Well, I was going to say, it turns out the kid can't play a lick.
2: Yeah, I mean, Josh Dobbs was starting playoff game, basically, <laughs> ahead of that guy. Right behind Mike Tomlin, you couldn't see in the picture, was me making the same exact face. Right. I was big on Willis. Right. Whoops. Just wait till you know, what, a couple of weeks from
3: now, whenever the, the combine gets ramped back up again, there's going to be a quarterback – that's in there that does the same thing and probably can't play a lick. Wait, and somebody's gonna overdrive. Or there, or
4: there'll be someone that'll run a four three. Right. Yes, know, there'll be some. You know what I mean? I'm
2: gonna make this. I'm gonna make this statement to both of you right now. I need you to hold me ac- accountable. Don't let me do that. Don't let me. Don't let me fall in love with Bo Nix, boys. Don't let me fall in love with JJ McCarthy, boys. Don't let me fall in love with You're Michael Penix Jr. I know. I'm just telling you. Don't let me do it. You're I'm, going. I'm to. so nervous. Just let me fall in love with Justin that, Fields and be in love.
4: But that's the beauty of the NFL. They make that.
2: You know, combine. You know what should matter the most though, Paul, is the games. It's always crazy to me that these guys fly up the draft board now that football's no longer being played. Medicals have a lot to do with that. Personality has a lot to do with that, right? But again, the NFL makes us talk about
4: the NFL 12 months Mm -hmm. a year. Just when we're starting to say, okay, now we're done with the Super Bowl, guess what? Now we got the combine, right? Then there's something else. Then there's the draft. Then all of a sudden we start talking about mini camps and stuff. Then there's free agency in June first or whatever. By the by the time we've done, you know what I mean? Now all of a sudden
2: we're talking about training camp again. That's right. That's exactly right. They nail it. All right, coming up next, we will switch gears. We can talk about football all day and we're gonna talk a bunch of football. Doug Whaley in from nine until ten, we'll get his thoughts on all of this. But there's a great coaching job going on in Pittsburgh right now
5: Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
4: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela. Is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Doran's got Super Bowl takes to get off his chest. We'll get to that coming up in the next segment. Right now, though, a massive, massive win for Pit Hoops last night. I follow a bajillion different bracketologists on social media. It's my favorite thing in the world is the NCAA tournament. And so I'm always diving into the metrics, and I'm always diving in to see what these different bracketologists have None of them had Pitt in their first four out, next four out, next four out. Well, one that I just looked at this morning and a guy that I trust, Shelby Mast, who we actually had on last year, Doran, in the lead up to the NCAA tournament. He's got Pitt now, not in the next four out, but in the group after that. So they are now on the bubble after that win against Virginia. But I'll just open the floor up to you guys. I think the job that Jeff Capel is doing, particularly with those young guards, is unreal and I, it can't be overstated how much that has changed the season since you put those guys together and allowed them to make their mistakes so that they could grow together.
3: Yeah, it's fantastic. And, you know, you just have to know your personnel. And, you know, coming into the season, I asked Pat Bostick this. I was like, are you, who, are you more surprised by Bub Carrington this season? Or are you more surprised by Jalen Lowe? And he's like, well, Jalen Lowe was a higher rated prospect coming out of high school. Because uh, I was more surprised that Jalen Lowe was, you know, getting, you know, thrusted into the lineup and doing what he was doing and having those, getting no turnovers, having 17 points. I think it was against Duke. Um, and he was like, more supr- surprised about Bub uh, and his progression. But having them both progress at the same time, you know, Bub being, you know, the NBA prospect and the six five point guard. But having both of them in the lineup and them progressing at the same time at the young uh, age that they are. Um, and recognizing that, if you're Jeff Capel, I think is is a really, really good job. And knowing, and we said this you know, week in and week out before the season started, you said this, actually. You said, more more than likely, every single game that Pitt plays, they probably will have the best player on the court in Blake Henson. But it's up to Blake Henson to play at a high level for Pitt to win. And whenever Blake Henson plays at a high level, they win. Yes, they do. And he has to be on. For the in order for them to win, and that just distributes everybody else being able to play at a high level well, as well. When you got
4: a guy that can stand out there twenty five feet and yeah. drain them, and one of the things about Virginia, right, is they play that pack line defense. Everybody knows about their defense; they're one of the you know best defensive teams every year. The one hole in the pack line defense is you give up three pointers. So if you know you're you're betting if you play pack line defense, you're betting that the other team can't go. What was it? Fourteen of 32 from the
2: three.
4: Yep. You're betting they're probably going to go seven of 32. Mm-hmm. And if Pitt goes seven of 32, they lose, they lose the game. Mm. So, when you play, so it's a good matchup for Pitt because of Blake Henson. But the other part of it is, Jeff Capel, if you look, this year probably more than any time I've seen him, he has really game planned well in terms of his personnel use. You know, he's used the legged kid one way, one game. I agree. Jeffries, was, you know, a couple of games ago it was Jeffries that came and he used him. And, As a five. And, and he changed, you know, changed the game completely. He's you know, the, the two guards obviously have been the two guards, but you've seen him actually switch their roles a little bit depending on who the matchup is. Um, it's been pretty impressive yeah. what he's done with this group, I think it's more impressive what he's done this year than what he did last well, year. Well,
2: and it's totally different. Last year, it's, okay, we got all these guys. Can we make it work? This year, it's, you got to coach them up. Like, you you had a veteran team last year, all coming in from different places, but it worked because he was able to push those right buttons and get those guys to all play within that system. Now it's Carrington, he comes out of the gate with a triple-double, and you're thinking, oh, you got a guy. Well, he went through lumps. Lowe went through lumps, but now they're getting better. Right, That's coaching right there. I don't know that I would say it's a better coaching job than last year. I I could put it right there and say, if they make the tournament, it's as good of a coaching job. And he won the coach of the year last year. Like He's done a great job, and make no mistake about it. If last year didn't go the way it went, he wouldn't have a chance to do it this year, Mm -hmm. which is why I might go with last year just as the tiebreaker. Well, it
4: was, but again, when you've got all those old guys. How many games down the stretch last year but you just basically, those old guys just took the game over? But
2: I'll tell you, West Virginia, they got a bunch of old guys this year, and they've put it all together. A lot of guys that were some of the highest-rated transfers. Doesn't always work. It doesn't. It doesn't, but –
3: wait,
4: wait, wait, One thing. Wouldn't you say there's a little bit – There's some stuff that's going on Going on with West Virginia. Yeah, it's, it's a, a different
3: okay. different well, situation. Well, go ahead. A L- little me. bit. But I think there, the bigger there's a bigger picture here with Jeff Capel – is that not only is he doing it with young guys on the court and some older guys, a mix of everything, some transfers, uh, you know, kind of the whole gamut of what college basketball is, um, if you're a player for next year, you probably want to come here and get coached up. Winning begets gets winning. And, it, and if Carrington still, and if Carrington, and you hope that he comes back, but him having the name connected to the NBA is only helping other prospects come in. Mm-hmm. It's only helping. And for him to play at the level that he is and having Jeff Capel be his coach and, you know, organizing things and structure uh, of of his team, it's the bigger picture is, yeah, we're we're doing well in the court, but it also is gonna enhance us getting the quality players coming in. You're right. And you know
2: what they did too? They kicked the one kid off the team. Yeah. Kicked him off the team. He might have been the most talented guy that they right. would have had. And they kicked him off the team, which tells me that's a that's a program decision that you can say, we're gonna keep that talent away. And we're going to be better for it. That's a guy coaching now with confidence in Jeff Capel. And I always thought he was a good coach. The Stallings wounds were very difficult to get. over, Oof. and a lot of his failures early on Jeff Capel's. I put more on Stallings even.
4: And then, of course, he he had, you know, he went through COVID. So it was really difficult mm-hmm. to recruit. He was trying to, you know, build the name. I think he has built the name brand, but it's funny, Doran. Nowadays, all of that stuff is great but what's the most important thing when it comes to recruiting? And and so, I mean, obviously, uh, Doug Whaley deals with it in terms of the the NIL stuff, and I was talking to him about it, and he was like, you know what? Nowadays, kids don't care about locker rooms. They don't care about facilities. They don't care about all the other stuff that used to matter. What is your NIL going to be? Cha-ching. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to have a hard time, you know, listen. These two guards... Given the market, they better they better be coming up with a lot of money right now because it's going to cost a lot of money to get them both to come back. You're
2: right. The, fir- the first priority of this offseason, not to jump too far ahead, it's retention. It's yeah. retaining those guys. No doubt about it. Coming up next, it's Wednesday after the Super Bowl. Doran's been sitting on takes for two days, baby. We're going to get to his takes on Super Bowl 58 coming up next.
0: As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier.
7: And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tecovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west.
4: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We you expected someone else?
2: Zeiss regaling us stories of the old days. Doran's got takes from the old game, even though it's not that old a game. It's Super Bowl 58. All right, Doran, floor is yours, man. We've missed you these last couple of I I really wish we could have had Patrick Mahomes the GOAT conversation on Monday with you.
3: Oh man. Andy
2: Reid the GOAT. The goat? Uh, you know, I don't have that many takes.
3: I really just have, honestly, one or two takes. The first take is I can't believe that anybody would ever bet against Patrick Mahomes. Like, I mean, I just, the whole entire week, the whole two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, how could you bet against Patrick Mahomes? Oh. I mean, I, I just can't, like, he is Michael Jordan. He is going to go in there. He's going to win football games. Didn't look great this year uh, throughout the season, but he figured out ways to to get his team to the championship and to win a championship. Uh, the overtime rules, I kind of got what Shanahan was trying to do there. Oh, okay. And he wanted the ball with the third possession. Cause he was like, okay, like I'm gonna rely on my defense to maybe get a stop or hold them to a field goal, and then hopefully, um, you know, hopefully go down there and tie it up or or score a touchdown. But so they they started with, Kansas City started with the ball, right? No, it was the 49 So, yeah, they, they wanted the ball in a third possession. Right. They wanted to go down there, hopefully score a touchdown. Kansas City was going to tie it up in
2: his mind, and then they could go in there and win the game on the third possession. You you know what? I? So, everyone's focused on that, and we focused on that a lot already these if first that, couple but, of days. But,
4: but the thing is, if that's his mentality, then, then you got to go for it. So, I was, kick the
2: field I was just about to say that, Paul. The biggest sin for me for Shanahan was, okay, fine, you take the ball. I think I'd have been okay with it if on fourth and four – you go for a touchdown instead of kicking that really short field goal. Yeah, but then you are you know you're screwed. I know, but you know what? Just try to take the game by the nards. And maybe Patrick Mahomes comes down there and scores, and maybe they go for two. All right, but you've said you need to score a touchdown and get two-point conversion to beat us because we're going for it here. I would have actually been fine with it if they had done that. Mm-hmm. I, You bring up Mahomes and the Jordan-esque nature of him. He could probably win every MVP from now until he's done because of what he does mean to that team, and it's obviously not going to happen. It didn't happen this year. Next season, Joe Burrow's going to do something special. Josh Allen's going to do something special. Lamar Jackson, maybe C.J. Stroud. And there's going to inevitably be be the conversation, can this guy overtake? Let's just say right now, the answer to that is ain't no way. Mm -hmm. Until that guy is out of the league, he is the best quarterback in football. We did it last year with Joe Burrow. Yes. Let's not do that ever again. No one's touching that guy while he's in the league. No. It's not happening. Well, they, uh,
3: they were they were underdogs for three games in a row in the playoffs. Yeah, two and a half points in in Buffalo, two and a half points in or three and a half points in Baltimore, and then two and a half points, one and a half point in the Super Bowl. And they're like, I I just like like why would well, you I, ever bet against That them? should never right. happen again. No,
4: uh, I I but 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 I sent by the same token. As we talked about, was it last year? I mean, Buffalo, if they just use their
2: brain, they haven't beat. But I think part of Mahomes' greatness, and it's similar to what yeah. happened with Brady, is because they're them. Because of that mystique, these other coaches, these other quarterbacks, they poop all over themselves. Yeah. Right, they- but 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 again, like we talked about the, in this game,
4: Brock party twice, once with one forty left, and once in overtime when he walked off the field. He won all the they, Super Bowl. All they needed was a stop to win. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that's Mahomes' greatness, but it's not like he's you know that the, 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 they've blown everybody out of the building. That's the big thing. The biggest thing this year is they had the defense to keep them in games. Sure.
3: I, I said this on Friday. In order for San Francisco to win the football game, to win the Super Bowl, they would have to play a perfect game. And I said that they can't have if they have one turnover, it's over. And they had a turnover. Christian McCaffrey fumbled. They had that block extra point right. They had the muff punt. They had the muff, muff punt. punt. Like, you're not going to beat. You're not going to win. Yeah. I, as soon as McCaffrey fumbled, I think it was uh, the second first, drive. The second, first
4: drive of the game.
2: Yes. I was like, can't see he's winning. That's the closest thing we've got, to your point, Doran, in the NFL to a super team in the 49ers because of how that roster is built. But because this is a salary cap league, no team's ever going to be perfect. And if you're not perfect... You're not beating that guy.
4: I'll tell you the other thing. Losing that Greenlaw guy hurt them. Massive. How about that? That hurt. That really hurt. Were you not sick for did him? You, wait, sick. wait. Did you see the numbers of the guy who came in, the, the second string guy, <laughs> what, the, what the passing numbers were against him? It was literally like seven for seven for 140 yards. They torched yards. him. They just destroyed him. Yeah. Like when Greenlaw was in the game, they couldn't, you know, he took a lot of their underneath stuff mm-hmm. and all of their, you know, even some of the stuff with Kelsey. When he went out of the game, over the the guy that the, the, took took over, literally they were like 7 for 7 for like 140 yards and had like a 120 passer rating against oh. him.
2: This segment brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep, Ram, Route 19, in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. All right, coming up next, a concrete Pirates trade rumor, not from bloggers, no, but from the biggest Pirates insider, does it change the possible ceiling if they make this move? For the 2024 bucks. We'll get to that coming up next. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks.
0: Why?
1: Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the wise and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short
5: days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
0: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.